in the day program has given me a chance at hope, seeing that yes, I can regain some of my mobility, that I'm able to do things that I once loved, maybe in a different way, but maybe even in a better way. You know, it's given me that hope and joy back, and I'm so grateful for that. Welcome to Rehabilitation Shifts, a new podcast from Mary Freebed Rehabilitation, bringing you real stories of recovery from real patients and real clinicians. We're back with another special episode of Rehabilitation Shifts. I'm Chris Mills, your host. In this episode, we recorded live on location at Bikes for the Rest of Us. This annual event hosted at Mary Freebed helps over 50 kids and adults with varying abilities get introduced to adaptive cycling. Our first guest on the podcast is event organizer Maria Besta. Maria is the manager of recreational therapy and wheelchair and adaptive sports. She's been helping to organize this event for 20 years. She shares more about the event and what goes into participants getting matched with their perfect adaptive bike. Bikes for the Rest of Us is a wonderful program that is fully funded by our Mary Free Bed Guild. And it's a chance for people with physical disabilities or, or cognitively impairments to ride a bike that works for them, an adapted bike, because they typically can't ride on a bike that is for someone who doesn't have any kind of a physical disability. And these bikes are custom made so that everyone can ride. And so we have different vendors that are here that have these different bicycles that fit any kind of disability for a child or an adult. You put a, a kid in a bike and they just know what to do. What's it like seeing those smiles of kids and adults riding a bike that, that works for them? It's the best feeling because I feel like a lot of these families don't think that their child or an adult could ride a bike. And now they come here and they see the possibilities that they can ride with their family and they can ride with their friends. And so when they're doing something that they see their siblings do, it just puts a smile on their face and it gives you a freedom of independence. Maybe you can't walk, but you can get on a bike and go. It's a great, great thing to observe in this, at this event. That's the best part about the event. Mary Freebed has been doing this for over 20 years. It takes a lot of players and people to help in an event like this. Who all is behind the scenes making this possible? The program is basically put on by the Wheelchair and Adaptive Sports Department and we utilize over 50 volunteers that help to evaluate. These are most people are affiliated with Mary Freebed, whether they're a staff person or um, they've worked with Mary Freebed in some capacity, are giving these free evaluations. It takes a lot of them to do that. We also have people that check the participants in, check them out. So over 50 volunteers is what we utilize, and it, it works really well. What goes on in an evaluation? I see lots of different types of bikes being used. What are they looking at when they put a person on a bike? So we're looking at the best bike for that person's disability type. It might be a hand cycle. It might be a bike that has three wheels that's low to the ground that someone can transfer into. It just depends on what that person's ability is. Then they visit the vendor that might have a bike that works for them. So we're just basically looking at functionality combined with what that person's barriers might be. And now we're making it so it's barrier free for them. Who are all the different vendors that are here, and what are the different types of bikes that they bring? Um, we have Airway Mobility and Rehab Equipment. We have West Michigan Bike and Fitness, the Ambucks, 
We have Creative Mobility out of Chicago, and then the Grand Rapids Kiwanis provide a free helmet to every participant because we're really big on helmets here at Mary Freebad. We think it's very important that a helmet is worn anytime you get on a bike. Very true. And one of my favorite parts is what's taking place here in the center. I see some used bikes. Tell me about that. That is our recycled bike area. And what it is is people that have maybe participated in our program before bring a bike that no longer fits their child. So we ask that people wait at least two years, bring back the bike if they outgrow it, and we put it in this location um, on the ramp so that someone else can enjoy it and can purchase it for a very small amount and take it home with them today. And throughout the day, people bring their bikes back that they no longer use so that there's always a bike, hopefully, that will fit somebody that they can take home with them today. Tell me a little bit about the, the financial part of it, too. So someone has to get fitted on, on a new bike, and sometimes those bikes can, can cost a lot. How does Mary Freebed work with the participants? The Mary Freebed Guild generously donates a portion of money to help offset the cost for a bike for every participant if they need it financially and if they've been a former Mary Freebed patient or in the Mary Freebed system. It's our way of giving back or the Guild's way of giving back to those people who have chosen Mary Freebed. People that do need some financial assistance just answer a few questions and then we try to determine how much we can help them with the bike. So nobody pays for a full bike but we have the funds to help across the participant list to try and help them to, to supplement the cost. Maria, why do you do what you do? I mean, you can see it's a passion of yours. I've been running this bike program for probably 19 years, and I do it for 19 years because I find the value in it. I understand as a recreational therapist myself the importance of what Mary Freebed can offer somebody, and it, cha- it can change someone's life. It gives them confidence. And any program we do makes a person that's here today feel like they can do something that they never thought they could. And that's what keeps me going is just knowing that I'm a part of that, knowing that I can provide this programming for somebody to give them a chance to have a life that's full of quality and something that they and their families feel really good about. What else is on the horizon for people who are involved in wheelchair and adaptive sports? What other programs or clinics uh, are upcoming for them? We have uh, teams starting in the summer. We have a softball team, wheelchair softball. We have wheelchair lacrosse, hand cycling. We have wheelchair tennis. We have some really big tournaments. Um, Wheelchair tennis tournament is uh, ITF sanctioned coming this summer. We have athletes from all over the world that attend. We also have our wheelchair sports camp. That will be happening in July. And we have numerous clinics that happen in the summer, water skiing clinic and sailing and We have classes, yoga classes. So if you look at our Rec Connect or or contact us in the office, in the Wheelchair Adaptive Sports office, we can get anyone on the mailing list to receive all these notifications of what's coming down the pike. Next, we talk to one of the participants at the event. Her name is Kristen Frank. She's a patient at Mary Free Bed from Traverse City. Let's find out what she thinks about the event so far. It's been nothing but absolute fun and enjoyment, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I made a bunch of new friends and saw one of my personal heroes who helped uh, fit me for a racing bike. So it's been uh, more than I could have dreamed 
That is awesome. And so I saw you talking to this hero, and I'm thinking this is the, the same person, Steve Chapman, right? Absolutely, yes. Can I ask how you know Steve or have heard of him? So I've, um, we're Facebook friends, absolutely. Um, but I've known him for a couple of years um, through a mutual friend of ours um, who is an adaptive cyclist. And when my mobility started going downhill, I was looking for ways to stay active. And my friend told me all about Steve Chapman. And so uh, that's kind of what got me started looking for different um, ideas on how to stay active. So tell me about the different bikes that you tried out and if you had a favorite that you think you might get. So first I tried a recreational hand cycle, which was um, easier than I thought it was going to be. It was a lot of fun, easier to ride. Uh, then I tried a foot-powered cycle. Uh, that failed miserably. <laughs> that wasn't quite as easy, but I'm glad I tried it just knowing that, yeah, for sure that was not the cycle for me. And then um, <laughs> I wanted to try one of the racing hand cycles because that's what Steve rides and that's what my friend Paul rides and uh, absolutely fell in love with it. And that's what I am hoping to get. That is so exciting. And I mean, we have at Mary Freebed a hand cycle team. Did Steve put the hard sell in there to have you try to join us? Oh, he didn't even have to. That's been, you know, a dream for as long as I've been thinking about like doing the hand cycling. I'm a highly competitive person anyway. So when I put my mind to something like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Um, I used to be a runner and a mountain biker. Um, I was a roofer for a number of years, uh, so I'm not afraid of work. And so when my mobility started deteriorating, it was really difficult to mourn the loss of those sorts of things. Um, being able to do something recreationally and competitively has kind of given me hope again. I appreciate you sharing and talking about your story. Can you tell me more about your health and when it started declining and, and what the reason was? Yeah, of course. Um, so really the last two years is when my health started declining the most. Um, over the past 10 years, it's been a slow decline, but about two years ago, it was dramatic. Uh, one day I went from being able to climb up on a roof to the next day literally not even being able to go up one rung of a ladder. Um, I went from being able to run to barely being able to walk, not being able to navigate the stairs in my home, um, and really it's been even more of a decline since then. Um, I have rheumatoid arthritis, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and functional neurological disorder. And the trifecta of that has left me pretty much unable to even walk um, most days. I've uh, gotten used to using a wheelchair, and thank God for that, so I can at least get around. And I use a roller on good days. But, um, yeah, it's been shocking. And so just mourning the loss of the things that I'm used to doing and getting used to this new way of life. Um, yeah, been a challenge, but 
I think all things considered, I've, I've risen to the challenge. You said earlier that this gives you hope, right? Can you tell me a little more about that? You know, everybody's have a, had a difficult time over the past couple of years with COVID and isolation. And I think losing my mobility and being more isolated and not knowing the prognosis of my illnesses and not knowing what the end result was going to be, things got really dark. Um, back in January of this year, I attempted to take my life and thankfully, that didn't happen, but it kind of gave me more purpose that no, I don't want to not be here. Something had to change. And so since then, I've focused on my not only mental health, but physical health and being able to be here at Mary Freebed in the day program has given me a chance at hope, seeing that yes, I can regain some of my mobility, that I'm able to do things that I once loved, maybe in a different way, but maybe even in a better way. Um, you know, it's given me that hope and joy back, and I'm so grateful for that. Well, thank you, Kristen, for, for telling me that, and thank you for sharing that. It's got to be hard to, to talk about those things sometimes. And I just appreciate you opening and, and sharing that. Did they give you a timeline on next step for the bikes when you might be able to get one of those? Um, I think pretty quickly. I should hear something within, I think, a week or so. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be hard for that next week, but um, I'll be dreaming about that hand cycle and, and you know, beating Steve in that race. <laughs> and up in Traverse City, you probably have some great trails and paths to ride on, right? Oh, absolutely. We have the Tart Trail, uh, the Leelanau Trail, and then even throughout the city, we're very bike friendly. To make bikes for the rest of us possible, it takes lots of volunteers and staff from Mary Freebed who are giving back, supporting, and helping our patients. I talked to one of those volunteers, Andrea Dennis, a physical therapist and program manager for outpatient pediatrics. I ask her why she enjoys volunteering at this event year after year. Honestly, Bike Day is probably my favorite event that the hospital puts on. The day is just so much fun watching the joy on participants' faces when they find a bike that they're able to operate. And they like to tell you stories about how they're going to use this bike in their life. So honestly, it's a way that we can use our skills, but really just have fun with the participants. What all goes into an evaluation? Because there's so many different varying abilities of these participants. What are you looking for in the participant and then also on the bike? Usually we have a little background information on the participant before they arrive in terms of what their physical abilities are. So we're starting with what physical capabilities they have to operate the bike and then Honestly, it's a conversation with the participant of what are their goals? Is their goal to just leisurely ride a bike? Is it to go as fast as they can to keep up with their peers? What, what are they looking for in a bike? And then um, between that, we have a pretty good idea of what the options might be for them to meet their goals for recreation. Have you seen some participants come back uh, several years later and, and get a new or different bike? 
Absolutely. So um, I'm a pediatric physical therapist, so I really love working with the pediatric participants. And um, a lot of them come multiple years, so they bring back their old bikes that they've outgrown. They put those in our recycled bike area, and then we find the next bike for them. And so sometimes it's simply just they need a larger size, but other times their physical needs have changed. And so this gives them the opportunity to try out different bikes that might now meet their goals. Do you have a favorite memory of this event or a favorite participant or moment when you've seen that you've seen that smile come through and like, oh my gosh, this is this is why I do it? I mean, every year offers something a little bit different. This year in particular, I had a, a current patient of mine who I was able to refer to the program. He was able to come today with his mom, find a bike in the recycled bike area. So he was able to ride it home today. Just seeing the joy on his face, knowing that he's going to be able to go ride bikes with his siblings was really, really fun. You're listening to a special episode of Rehabilitation Chips that we recorded on location at our annual Bikes for the Rest of Us event. We wouldn't be able to fit participants with these bikes if we didn't have great vendors partnering with us. Dale Stepnicki, an assistive technology professional from Airway Mobility and Rehab, joined me to talk about why he and Airway love to get people mobile again. Uh, I've been with Airway for about four and a half years now. I've been in the industry for 20 24 years, yeah, about 24 years now. And uh, what I do is I do uh, um, complex uh, rehab. Uh, do We do manual wheelchairs, power chairs, obviously bikes, um, things of that nature, custom rehab. And what's it like seeing the kids' faces when they get paired up on a new bike that works for them? It is priceless. When you see that big smile on their face, you know you did something right. So it, it's, it's literally priceless. And so there's several different vendors that are here, and you all have different kinds of bikes. What are some of the bikes that you're bringing to help the participants? So the brands that we are using, uh, we use uh, Trivel, Invacare, uh, their top-end brand, and then uh, we do uh, Riften bikes also. The Invacare ones are more the hand cycles. Uh, they're a little faster. And then we have Trivel, which uh, um, you get a lot more supportive seating on them. Why do you choose to work in events like this with Mary Freebed? Mary Freebed has always put on great, great events. Um, they're fun. Uh, they're usually fast-paced. And just to see the families, the kids, like I had one mother that literally just broke out crying when she saw her son being able to pedal a bike. And that, and it's just, it's, it's worth the time. It's worth, uh, you know, the energy that they put into this uh, just to see the families' faces and get the kids mobile. Airway helps with several other events at Mary, that Mary Freebed puts on, correct? Yes, we, uh, we help out with sports camp, and then we help out with the water ski clinics. Why do you do what you do? I mean, it's a job, but you're also giving back in a way. A little backstory: I grew up, my brother is severely handicapped, and so I've always had a passion for the disabled and um, from the time I was young. And somehow I just got into this industry and I love it. I love getting them mobile, seeing their faces when they're able to go themselves without help. So it's, it's definitely been an awesome career. Bikes for the Rest of Us is supported by the Mary Freebed Guild. To tell us more about what the Guild is and why they put on events like this is Meg Durr, Program Director for the Mary Freebed Guild. The Mary Freebed Guild supports Bikes for the Rest of Us financially, so we give a large grant 
to help offset the cost of the bikes. So when people come to pick up a bike, they are able to apply for a scholarship so that some of the cost is covered. For somebody who's maybe listening to this podcast and wonders, what's a guild? What, what's the guild for Mary Freebed? Explain that to us. The Mary Freebed Guild founded Mary Freebed Hospital over 130 years ago. And there are 120 women who are all volunteers, and we are still very involved at Mary Freebed to this day. We have four ways that we engage with the hospital. Uh, we're very involved in the patient experience. We celebrate our employees through employee appreciation events. Uh, we're very involved with the governance of the hospital. So half of the board of trustees is made up of Mary Freebed Guild members. And we're involved on seven boards actually that are either part of the Guild Hospital or affiliated with the hospital. And we also um, are involved in community engagement. So we grant uh, money into the community to organizations where our alumni, the alumni from Mary Freebed, are being helped after they're done at the hospital. So nonprofits in the community that support people with disabilities. You must just get such a smile being here at this event and, and helping and participating. Why do you get involved? Well, I've personally been involved with this event for about 15 years. Um, I worked for Mary Freebed for a while before I became a Guild member, and now I um, actually work for the Guild as their director. I love this event. It's my favorite volunteer event, just period. And it's just incredibly beautiful to see individuals come into this parking garage where it's pretty chilly and a little damp and they find a bike and they're riding a bike around the parking garage with a huge smile on their face and I just think about the joy that's going to bring them and the independence that will bring them as they're outside this summer and in coming summers um, we see kids and we see adults with all sorts of disabilities and and varying abilities and so just a really cool thing to be a part of. We're going to hear from another one of our participants, Irina Berg, and why she's so excited to get a bike that's especially fit for her. really cool opportunity and experience. Um, I've never really had a bike and so I've seen like my nieces and nephews ride their bikes and like family members and friends ride and I always had to like sit out because I could never participate so it was just a cool opportunity that I could join in now um, and it's cool that they had many adaptions and they could make it for me and because I know that for me it's a challenge. I was born with a condition called Focamilia syndrome um, so I'm missing my left arm and I only I'm 39 so that's just due to having, I'm missing a few bones in my body. Um, so I only have tibia bones in my legs. So it makes it really hard to like pedal. So I had to find like a bike that's only for like pedaling with my hand instead of my legs, because I couldn't do that. Um, so it was cool that I could see many options out there and find one that actually fits me. And it was nice to see like a group of people helping me make it fit me instead of just like throwing me on a bike and you know, letting me go. They made sure that when I left that I'm having a bike that will fit me and I feel confident when I leave. So that's really encouraging. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. So I can't wait to take that home and be able to ride it around and maybe participate in some other bike events that I know that Mary Freebed holds. So that'd be really cool. 
I'm really excited. It's in some ways like another thing, another hurdle that I don't have to, I've ever overcame because I think there was just another thing that I had to put on my list of like, nope, I can't do this. Um, and now I can say like, no, I actually can ride a bike. Um, and that's so encouraging and being independent, it's like a huge thing for me. Um, and that's really nice to be independent. So I love that, that I have a new bike that I can actually ride on my own and you know, be, participate with everyone around me, so. Last up, we're going to hear from a mother of a participant and why she's so excited for the opportunity for her daughter to ride a bike. I'm Nikki, and this is Anna Grote, and we're from Hudsonville. And she was born with spina bifida, and we came here because we wanted to give her a new lease on freedom um, and mobility. Um, she's been in a wheelchair, but this is an amazing event to be able to just give them extra freedom. We're, we're so happy to be a part of the Mary Freebed family. We've been coming here. Um, they have amazing therapists that we've been involved with. The doctors here are also amazing. Um, can't say enough about um, Micah and we see Dr. Voss. Um, just the care that they give our kids and that they really care about our kids. It's not just about appointments, but it's about their total well-being. And we just, we're very, very thankful. Um, especially for events like this. There's other events too, like sports camps um, that we're looking into just to give them what they're good at, what they, um, what they wanna do, what gives them that spark, what gives them that um, extra, just to find what they wanna do. It's just, it's amazing. We, we can't say enough good things about this event. So we, we say thank you to Mary Freebed and all the doctors and therapists that are here today. It's awesome. Thanks for listening to the special episode of Rehabilitation Chips, a podcast from Mary Freebed Rehabilitation. Every month, we'll share stories highlighting the intersection of rehabilitation and relationships. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback. Send us your thoughts at podcast at maryfreebed.com. If you, a family member, or friend would enjoy wheelchair and adaptive sports, you can learn more about our teams, clinics, and programs at our website, maryfreebed.com. And with that, I'm Chris Mills, your host for Rehabilitation Chips. And until next time, thanks for listening and stay well.